Welcome to the On Our Way Home podcast for our Cornerstone family and friends. The goal of On Our Way Home is to encourage you to keep taking steps with Jesus, with Cornerstone, and with a few close friends so that we will keep on Jesus' path, a path of truth which leads to life with the Father. And I'm Ryan, and uh, I'll be your host today. I am joined by our senior pastor, Joel. Hello there. Glad to have you with us again, Joel. Glad to be back. Yes, back in the seat, and we're going to have another great conversation, hopefully. Um, The chapter that we're talking about, again, we're we're working through the book, Come and See. Come and See by Todd Wagner. It's a very good book. It's Mm -hmm. a challenging book. You know, we started out with the first episode. Uh, It's the pee under the pillow. Right. It's uh, getting at us. It's making us look at ourselves a little bit. And uh, the thing that we're focusing on today is, how in the world can love be a command? We're talking about the trouble with commandments. Right. So, how can love be a command? Can you really tell people that you are going to have to love? You must love me. Yeah. And uh, so... I think that this is kind of like when you have uh, siblings, if mm-hmm. you've had siblings in your life and your parents forced you to say, I'm sorry. Yeah. Stop fighting. Stop fighting. Say you're sorry. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. You know, and then you try and get the right tone and it's just like, there's something missing there. So mm-hmm. Todd Wagner is working through the trouble with the commands. And so God does really command us to love. Um, yeah. Love one another is that in the imperative. It's a, it's a call, a command for us. Yes, it is an absolute, and it's like one of the main commands, right? So, right. Love the Lord your God, all your heart and soul and mind, all that you are, and love your neighbor as yourself. Love each other. So there's a double love, mm-hmm. not just love once. You got to love twice. So, and but it's really hard. I think it's like um, there's a difference between um, understanding God and experiencing God. I think this is kind of helping us to work through understanding how love can be and actually is a command. Yep. So, understanding God, he Todd's and says in the book is different than experience him. Mm-hmm. Experiencing him. Can you kind of flesh that out a little bit? Right. Uh, I think both are good, right? To to understand God um, is to know of God's existence, even know about His character, all of those things. Um, but it's it's that's just a starting point to try to understand to know who God is. Uh, experiencing is the next step, the next level of um, a, a relationship and interaction back and forth with God. Um, you know, I can say, well, I I know you know the president of the United States. In, in some sense, I know his name. I might know some facts about him. doesn't mean I have a close friendship relationship with him. Right. You might not be doing coffee with him. Right. Um, and I think that's the same of, I mean, so God, the creator, that's, he seems sort of distant. You know, yeah. in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Yep. So, you think about all the power and the majesty and the... Of the authority of who God is, mm-hmm. but then there's the person of Jesus Christ. Yep. And so, and you have God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. So there's personal. Yeah. In addition to it, does personal doesn't remove the power. Right. The power's still there. Yeah, it is. And uh, we see that when Jesus shows up, and it's like, oh man, he can heal people. Right. Uh, he can raise the dead, actually. 
Yeah. That's a out of this world kind of power. It's radical. Right, but there's a he's a person. Yep. So when you come to know Jesus, so it kind of puts the power, the understanding and experiencing God all in the same place. Mhm. And it talks, Paul in Ephesians, and uh, Todd Wagner quotes this in the book too, that we, he wants to have the eyes of our heart opened up yep. so that we can understand, and then he use all, uses all of those dimensional words. Right. The height. Height and depth and all width the, and breadth. And yeah, the length of God's love. It's mm-hmm. like, and he, then he says, it's a love that surpasses knowledge. Yeah, it surpasses. It goes beyond. It's not. It doesn't just end with knowledge, and that's where you know the the love part. I think comes in too. Is I can know about somebody, but it doesn't mean I love them, right? Yes. Um, and the understanding of that is is loving a person is very personal. Yes. Know? And uh, knowing them is. Not necessarily as personal. Right. You sort of keep them at a distance. Mm-hmm. I know facts about you. Right. And I don't really like what I see, so I'm going to keep you yeah. <laughs> kind of at arm. You know, I'll do the Heisman pose right here. Right. And you're not getting any closer than this. But um, you you can get to know people a lot better. Mm-hmm. Love is, a rela- is the love word. Right. So... Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus does command us to love one another, and it's kind of like, uh, I think Francis Schaeffer wrote the book called The Mark of the Christian. Uh-huh. The Mark of the Christian is... Love for each other. It's love. Yeah. And so, uh, sometimes uh, I think that uh, one of the things that Todd says in the book also, we can feel like being commanded to love is sort of like being drafted into a war that you don't want to be in. Yeah. I love it when he says that that understanding of I'm being forced into this is a very different perspective of um, even looking at the commandments. Looking at a commandment like love is uh, you can there can have a whole negative connotation to commandments. Right. You're commanded to do this, um, but I don't think that's Jesus's heart behind you know this love one another, love God with all your heart, and love others um, is. I, it's a privilege, a joy to be a part of this family and to get to obey this commandment. Right. And that will require all of us. This is going to be a a P that sits under our pillow for a long time. Yeah. Because I have to wrap my mind around the idea, loving is really good. No matter, I mean, if I love God, that's great. If I love others, that's really good. If I love my enemies... That that's really good too. And right. It's like I just, but it's going to require me to rethink some things before the podcast. I actually put on a couple of uh, Chicago songs. Yeah, on my uh, iTunes there. A lot of love songs out there. <laughs> yes, you're the meaning in my life. You're the inspiration. I mean, all these kind of. I grew up on sappy love songs. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about the emotions. Mm-hmm. And God's love is does have emotional parts to it. Yeah. And so it's not like you divorce your emotions when he, you. He created us with emotions. You know those aren't bad things per se. And God has emotions, right? He feels uh, things, but they need it, to be tied to truth. Yes. Right. Yeah. The, and uh, yeah, not absent from truth. They're yeah. kind of connected to truth. Mm-hmm. And uh, so God's love is really an action, not just a feeling. It's not just a feeling yep. at all. I think that it's easy for us in the uh, 
where we are. It's like, well, I just don't really feel like loving you, so I'm not going to get there. Right. Yeah. And uh, I know a lot of times tied to love, I think, can be like falling, the idea of falling in love. Yeah. When is falling ever a good good thing? Like, isn't falling a, like, if I trip and fall, usually that's not a good thing. Uh, but we love to put in our love songs, you know, falling in love. When my team falls out of the NCAA bracket. Ouch, that happened a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sorry to bring sports into it, but well, it, it relates the pain, certainly, of the falling. And oh. I don't think God has anything related to this falling element of uh, yeah. love. No, falling, yeah, it almost sounds like it's an accident that it happened. Yeah. Love it's like, ain't no accident. I didn't, yes, I didn't, ooh, I just kind of fell into love, you know? And it's like, mm-hmm. no, I, God's love is not falling into it. Yeah. It's an intentional thing. Right. Which kind of ties with the command. Yeah. A command is not an accident. Yeah. You don't command somebody accidentally. Nope. You also don't give the greatest demonstration of love, which is Jesus dying on the cross for me to cover my sins so I can have a relationship with him. That's not an accident. Jesus didn't accidentally die on the cross. Oops, I was in Jerusalem and look what happened. Right. Or accidentally rise again to make it all possible. Right. It's on purpose. That's the most intentional act of love that we have, right? Right. And that I think it says that in John. Is that 1 John 3.16 that says that? That mm-hmm. love, um, love is demonstrated in this Jesus dying on the cross for our sins. Right. God sent His Son to die for us. If you want to know what the definition of love is... There it is. That's, the, that's it. Mm-hmm. In all the universe, in all of time... That is love. And he did that because I'm so lovable, right? <laughs> well, your wife thinks that you <laughs> might be a target of her love, so I mean, that's not a bad deal. Yeah. Um, that's the thing. You look at that greatest love act, and it was done for me, and that's where I you know, get confused. I think I'm so lovable. I'm not. I'm actually the enemy of God. So when that really comes personal when you talk about loving your enemies. Greatest love act was done for the enemies of God. Whoa, I can't believe you would do that for me. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think that I try to position myself as not the enemy of God. Mm-hmm. You know, so when I paint the picture of myself, if yep. I were to paint a picture, I'm going to paint the best possible angle. Yeah. I'm not that bad. You know, well, I, certainly I have this flaw or that flaw, or yeah, I can be mean or yeah. selfish, but I don't really paint myself as the enemy. But you, you really do need to biblically, because when you are God's enemy, when you're humble, when you realize you're terribly messed up, mm. ruined, yep. God, loves, God loves broken people. Yep. So if you don't admit that you're broken, mm-hmm. you can't be fixed. Yeah. No fixing for the non-broken one. Yep. So, when you were broken, then we become surprisingly the love the God's little crosshairs of love mm-hmm. targets us. It's like, man, I love you. Yeah. You broken little kid. Yep. Man, you know, it's like you see a little kid on, say you're at the park. Kid's riding his bike and he falls over and skins his knee and he's you know crying and stuff. I mean, would you just like walk on by? Right. No way. Yeah, I don't want to be weird, but I'll walk around, hey, are you okay, buddy? Have and a little sympathy. Yeah, where's your mom? Where's your dad? How can we help you out? And so, when you see someone hurting, you definitely, uh, mm-hmm. and God is the ultimate example of that. Um, love, from a worldly perspective, is selfish. Mm-hmm. You know, I love you to get something back. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll be nice to you, but what are you going to do for me? Right. 
and that's not biblical love. Mm. Biblical love is sacrificial. It's yeah, I'm going to love you and you don't have to love me back. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it to get. I'm just doing it to give. Yeah. So think about a church that's living like that. Yep. They're they're loving others not to get. They're just loving to give. Yeah. When people see that which is so, you know, counter-cultural, counter who we are, maybe it's going to cause them to say, what's going on? They might come and see what's happening, right? Yes, that would be really... (laughs) Yes, there's a reason why he named it Come and See. Uh I mean, that's what um, the, I think, who was it? Uh, Someone, one of the early disciples, one of the early followers met Jesus, spent all day talking with him. Was it Philip? Philip. Yeah, so Philip hung out with Jesus for the whole day, came back and talked to... His brother. Yeah. Yeah. um, And, or someone, and said, hey, you got to come, oh, to Nathaniel. Nathaniel. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, hey, Nathaniel, come and check out this dude from Nazareth. You got to come and see this guy. What? I ain't going to see anybody from Nazareth. There is nothing that is ever worth my time. That come, ever came out of, out of net. there. No, I'm not going to see. I'm not going to. Well, come and see. Just yeah. check it out. So he didn't try and persuade him. Yeah. It was just a check it out. Yeah. I think that's a challenge, you know, throughout a lot of the book, uh, Come and Sees. Uh, if we were the church living the way that we're called to, if we're obeying scripture in this way and loving and living this way, yeah. then it would cause the same reaction. Come and see what's happening in the church. Where? In the church? Right. No, nothing good can come from the church. I'm not going to Nazareth Church. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yes, but it's actually... And so, when you go to see the church, it's not going to be perfect. No. But it's... When you see people living out love, yep. love commanded, it's yeah. like, why do you... Well, that's, that's a different level of love. Yeah. Hopefully. If yep. the world is loving sacrificially, we got... And they're loving better than us. That's a right. bad. That is a really bad problem. Yeah, it should it should be transparent still, as in we're still broken, right? But, but God's put the pieces together, so it's it's transparent, but it's also transformed. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Transforming. Yep. Transforming. Yeah. Not fully transformed. No, we are on a journey to get there. There's in a, as a part of that journey too. I think sometimes we can focus a little bit maybe too much on the commands mm-hmm. which sort of leads toward legalism. Yeah. Um do you want to you have a definition of legalism somewhere do yeah. I that you'd like to uh, share with us? Legalism a dependence on moral law rather than on personal religious faith. Yeah, so it's it's all about the rules. Right. I'm going to this is how I'm going to be holy and earn my way is by keeping this list of rules and look how I'm doing it. All of a sudden, the I'm, 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 I starts right. being the focus. Right. And so, really, when legalism gets in there, it's you're focusing on rules and love is a command, right? Yep. So, love is a rule. Yeah. I have to love. And so, that's required. Yep. But then when I start, if I'm just all about the rule then it's almost like my relationship with Jesus is removed from the equation. Yeah. Love helps connect me to Jesus. You know, Jesus connects me with love and obeying. Yeah. But it's not it's not about the, you know, Jesus is not the commander 
like the sergeant, he's more like my best friend. Yeah. Yep. And the, I think the greatest example of, of seeing what this looks like, what does legalism look like, right? The Pharisees as they interact with Jesus. And uh, they, yes. man, they had a lot of rules and they thought that they really believed they were better than everyone else because of these rules. Didn't they have like over 600 rules or something like that? It was a big fat book <laughs> of things. And unfortunately, they knew where the chapter and verse for each one of those rules were. Yep. Uh, especially in regard, for some reason, I've been reading through the Gospels this year, working through um, Jesus' interaction with the Pharisees. Hmm. They had a real problem with the Sabbath. Yeah. They hmm. loved the Sabbath and keeping the rule of the Sabbath, no working on the Sabbath, and then they redefined work yeah. like in 20 different other ways. Yep. So that uh, uh, you can't work, but yeah, I'm doing this. Yeah, but that's close to work, so you better not do that. And so they made all these extra rules. Mm-hmm. So they loved the rules. They loved the Sabbath rule. They kept that one, yep. but, but then they kept everyone. Actually, they sort of violated the Sabbath because Jesus ended up doing a lot of his miracles on the one day, right? the Sabbath. It's like, and Jesus happened to heal the blind guy on the on Sabbath. Sabbath. Yep, and broke, Jesus broke the rule. And they'd go after him for that. And he was demonstrating, hey, you never stop having a relationship. You never stop uh, you know, loving on people and being a part of their lives. Right. Because when you start keeping rules like that, it leads you to an absolutely weird place where you suddenly mm-hmm. are doing the, abs- the opposite of what you're supposed to be doing. Yep. And Jesus was poking holes in it. It's like, you know, you guys will go rescue an ox. If your if your kid falls in a well on a, and it happens to be the Sabbath, right? Sorry, son, you're going to have to stay down the well. Yeah, Dad, I need to. Sorry, it's the Sabbath. I can't pull it. And that's like, no, you're going to rescue your kid. Yep. So if Jesus is healing, I mean, they just had a totally rules took them to a weird place. Yep. So they had knowledge, but it needed to be more than just the knowledge of the rules. Yeah. They needed a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. So, how can a relationship with God keep us from being so up in the rules kind of thing? I mean, if we're a church that's more rules than relationship, mm-hmm. I mean, we better have a gut check. Right. And actually, whoever's being ruly <laughs> better get relationally. Yep. So, how? I mean, how can we keep ourselves from being a rule-driven or rule-focused place? Yeah. Uh, I think it it might be even as simple as get real, right? Like let's let's just be real with uh, admitting who we are, how how we think and function, and how different that is from what we see God's call is for us. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I know who I am before God, and um, if I'm willing to be real about that with people. And it's hard to be that way outside of just a couple, you know, real close people who really know me. They can see my dark side. Right. Um, but, it, yeah, we all have a dark side. Yes. Yeah, yeah. we do. Yeah. <laughs> and and Jesus loves the person that we are, mm-hmm. the whole package. Yep. So. He doesn't want us to stay the person we are. No. Come as you are, but don't stay as you are. Right. He wants to transform that dark side into light. And actually part of the transformation process is obeying the command to love. Yep. 
So, when I start loving uh, the way that God loved me, that's a game changer because yep. that then I'm obeying God. I'm f- actually fulfilling the purpose for which he died on the cross. Yep. He didn't die to leave me messed up Ryan. Yeah. He died to transform me. The process of transformation is a step-by-step walking in the commands of God. Mm-hmm. So, it's not like we have to follow the commands to to be saved. Right. We follow the commands after we're saved. So, we're working, you know, it's like we're saved to do these things. Yep. And that's, I can't, it's not, it should be natural, not something forced or something that's a farce. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, that's yeah. A, it's authentic. It's, hey, I'm, I'm still struggling with this. Right. If, yeah. you know, Pastor Joel is still struggling with this. So, right. Um, yeah, there's a real, there's a, I like that. I like your word real. You know, hopefully people, you know, if they're not a part of a local church right now, mm-hmm. that when they're looking for one, they will look for one, whether that's Cornerstone or, or any other good local church. And we have many in our area. Yeah. Look for a good local church that's real. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, it's like people are broken. Yeah. They're, we're honest about that. Jesus is a great, you know, it's a great Savior. Yeah. And we're going to point you to Him because we, that's where... It's all about Him. That's how we're changing. Yeah. Focusing on Jesus, living in relationship with Jesus. Well, then obeying becomes a joy, not a, like a, a weighty responsibility or a, I have to do this. I, I love to do this because look at all that Jesus has done for me. Then it's a joy, truly, not not some kind of ruled thing, box to check. Yeah. It's... I want to do this because I want to please the heart of God, you know, um, and that can even exist with within our own kids, you know, of um, they're learning about right and wrong, that kind of thing. They're still yeah. battling through it. But sometimes we'll be really pleased when they're like, you know what, I know this would make mommy or daddy happy, so I'm going to do it. Right. And uh, Yeah, and that's the relationship part of it. Yeah. Um, it it's uh, John says that First uh, John says that Jesus's commands are not burdensome. No, they're not a burden; they're a joy. Yep. I've written these things so that you, you know, your joy will be complete. Mm. Our joy is complete when we obey Jesus. Yeah. And so we just have to stop believing the enemy's lies that God's commands are there to rip us off. He is not wanting to rip us off. Yeah. The, uh, Todd Wagner says that I think in this chapter, God's not looking to rip us off. We've got to deny that lie in our lives. Um, he, in fact, he wants our very best, right. abundant life. Yes. Yeah. And it's that kind of life um, is abundant. That is abundant is not just going through the motions. Right. So, you can find yourself, say you're tracking with your commands, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm loving these, but then it's almost like you can get into like a an autopilot or just you're you're not engaging. Yeah. You're just going through the motions. Yeah. That's not good either. Mm-mm. How can we so commands are good mm-hmm. because they keep us in relationship with Jesus. That's Jesus followed in his father's commands completely. Yeah. Stayed in his father's love. We stay in love with the Father and Jesus through walking with him. We stay in constant relationship, connection. But we don't want to be about emotions. Yep. Just the motions. Yeah. It's like your emotions are ri- gone. <laughs> yeah. It's it's not just uh, habitual living. 
it's it's more so much more than that and then when when that's actually true when that's really being lived in a real way with each other then it does it impacts it impacts our relationship with God it impacts our relationship with each other and then it does this thing where others look and see and whoa what's happening they want to why is it like why are you like this yeah and i think the the getting past the motions it's it is really about a real relationship with jesus mm-hmm. it's a relationship yeah you know so actually even getting together to record this podcast you know it's not let's sit down. i mean it's not a rote kind of deal yeah we actually are we can interact yep we're talking back and forth you know, we're getting to know each other better. You've been here for um, just over a year now. Yeah. And um, we're building our friendship. Yeah. Um, it's kind of weird to talk about your friendship on, as you're talking about your friendship. Anyway. Yeah. But it's it's a good, it's it's a real thing. Yeah. And, and it, it's enjoyable to get to know each other and know our likes and dislikes and the things that kind of, you know, get us pumped up, that kind of thing. Yes. You have a very impressive uh uh, NCAA bracket on your whiteboard right now. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that the, you would have one of those, but wow. Yeah. I'm <laughs> I'm not excitable in all areas of life, but man, uh, March Madness gets me fired up. Um, yes. And traffic jams. Uh, <laughs> those ones really not not in a positive way. But, right. Uh, I'm pretty docile otherwise, but I get fired up. You know. Right, and that's a part of a relationship, right? So. Mm-hmm. Um, if we wanted to encourage people this week on how to do something with this, mm-hmm. don't be going through the motions in your relationship with God. Yeah. S- somehow you have we have to get back to the... And that's why I think it's important to be a part of a local church. Yeah. Every week we get re-reminded when we come for the service, right? but also in our interaction with each other through the week. This is all about our relationship with Christ, and this is not to be boring, irrelevant, you know, yeah, and I think one of those roadblocks to really, you know, following through and finding joy in in the commandments and doing this is doing it together. If you do it in isolation, there's your roadblock. Yeah, um, get yep. in get in life together, and that's how you can encourage one another. You can edify each other uh, when you see somebody getting roadblocked up. You, you have a relationship that's building, and you can be like, "Hey, come on, let's go." Yeah. Yeah, it's an invitation. Yeah. And that's what Pastor JP's message was all about last Sunday. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're, you know, we're longing, we need to be together. Yeah. Being together is really good. Yeah, it is. And it's a command. Yeah. <laughs> so, there, there's another one. So, loving one another, being together, walking together, living life together. Yep. Demonstrating Jesus together. So, hey, this has been a, a good discussion, and I hope that everyone who's listening has uh, been able to uh, pick up a little something. Um, share this podcast with a friend. Talk about it with some friends, you know, so yeah. spend some time together discussing it. Hey, what did you think about that point? Or, you know, what what about this command thing? How Or, I'm stuck in just rules. How, can, can you help me get out of this rule thing that I'm feeling? Yeah. So, uh, we will invite you to uh, come back to On Our Way Home next time, but we hope you have a great rest of your day. And thank you so much for listening and uh, reading the book. And hopefully this will be a place where we can see a lot of people come and see who Jesus is and live life on relationship together with Him. Right. Yeah. Keep going. Uh, Stay committed and be all in together. It's, It's an awesome journey. This journey we're on together. Yep, it's our journey on our way home. Yeah. And we'll catch you next time.